0: Hello, friends. Kirk Henderson and Josh Bow coming to you on Christmas night. Probably six or seven hours after the Dallas Mavericks defeated the Los Angeles Lakers, one twenty-four to one fifteen. How are you, Josh?
1: I'm doing pretty good. Um, I think this is a this was a fun game, and it's good to see the Mavericks win a game. On national TV, when everyone's watching, and after a Dirk celebration, uh, which they seem to be pretty good at now, they seem yep. they seem to be good at performing well whenever they honor Dirk. So let's just maybe do it a couple more times uh, this season.
0: Well, so before we talk about the game, I do think we should just talk. Like uh, we got to the statue a little bit because I did the live show right after. Like everybody, everybody kind of rightfully beats up Mark. Cuban a little bit on some of the stuff that he does and some of the corniness. And when they put out the initial like bust of the tattoo and they retired his Jersey, it was, everyone was like, Oh no, don't do that. But when I saw the the statue today, it was perfect. And I think that I myself, you know, broadly when, when I'm thinking about everything to do with Dirk's retirement and sort of the post you know, post-retirement celebrations. I think that every single thing the Mavericks have has done for him, about him, has been awesome. And I just, I just wanted to say that out loud.
1: Yeah, that's you know, obviously Cuban. I know is a big overseer of that, but the people working on the Maverick staff behind the scenes, some of them that we know personally, yep. that work very hard to make these really elaborate productions and ceremonies. I mean, they they work really hard. I mean, they put the time into it, and it really shows. Um, yeah. I mean the last, what? So Dirk's last home game, the Jersey retirement today. I mean they're all ten out, base ten out of ten. No, no notes. Just yep, keep doing that. Perfect.
0: It's really, really impressive. I mean, yeah. one thing that I I mentioned is it's like I don't really know a lot. Like I sports statues do not jump into my brain. There's two that do: the Michael Jordan one and the Shaquille O'Neal one. interestingly enough. Mm-hmm. and the Shaq ones really interesting and if you you don't remember what it looks like um it's basically him um dunking and i don't really know how they did it this way i'm i'm looking at it right now it just shows it it just reminds you of how much force this guy played with and so when you look at the statue it's like oh this is awesome and then you you think about what what Dirk Nowitzki evokes with the the like the fadeaway is just the thing you think of and they nailed it i heard some people saying it was a little bit odd like some of like some of the angles is not ideal but it's like i'm looking at a photo of this and it's like all right that's i, I cannot wait to go see it in person i'm now more annoyed that i didn't go see it today um <laughs> if that makes sense and yeah. it's it's yeah i'm just i I find myself delighted in the, about the whole process
1: yeah it looks great yeah there, i mean you can nitpick you can nitpick almost anything you want to um but the thing that I think both me and you, we both commented on this in the Slack. It's huge, <laughs> like okay. The, so my, that's
0: why I want to see it in person because it yeah. looks huge. It looks, yeah, it looks huge from the photo. I think okay. it really must be, which to me makes it all the cooler, right? Because right. There, there's like an element of this to where I think those of us who really love Dirk are sort of worried that as years go by, and you can already see this with people. I saw like just odd comments where it's like, why are people celebrating him getting the Hall of Fame? He's just a tall guy. He could shoot. It's like, nah, no, Dirk, just decided. you know, we will talk about Dirk more in the future and we will just, he's that important to basketball and to Dallas basketball. And I just, I don't know. I think, I think they've really done right by him in a way that was really impressive. And, you know, we always worry kind of rightfully about Luca and his future, but I think the way he has been present for how they've handled Dirk is not something to hand wave is what I'll say.
1: Oh no, for sure. I bet you there's some thinking about that going into how they prepare these events. Uh, Absolutely. And in you know, yeah, what can you say? It just helps, helps, you know, Luca seeing, seeing these accomplishments and it's really nice. You know, then you get the quotes about him talking. Luca appreciates
0: loyalty. That's the thing that the Slovenian who joined our show say over and over is that he is loyal I don't know. I don't know how everybody can speak to that, but I do think given some of the history, historical stuff he's been involved in, he even for a younger guy has at least a broader sense of why history matters. So I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of feeling a little bit uh, overly nostal- nostalgic, pre nostalgic. Hell, I don't know what you want to call it. But <laughs> it was it, it was a fun thing. And then we get out and, and you know, just to transition into the game. LeBron James came out and promptly smacked the Mavericks right in the mouth.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This was a perfect – another perfect Mavericks discourse game. Uh, Mm. People people mad about the first half and then people mad at the people that are getting mad because they end up winning. I mean, it was just – I mean, this was the – Mavericks make threes and they win game, which well, has been we the trends.
0: We got to give some credit to the Lakers because I thought they yeah. took advantage of Luca's bullshit in the first quarter. And what I mean by that is Luca's tendency to play way too slow to get the ball past half court with 16 seconds left in the, on the shot clock. They would send a double at him by the time he's kind of advancing up to the about the third mark of the court. And at that point, LeBron is playing backline defense and so Luca had two early turnovers and it got him in his kind of second guessing his own decision making and with LeBron sitting on the back corner of where he normally threads a cross-court pass Luca stopped making that pass Luca basically made the next available one and then after that it was ball rotation ball rotation open shot brick over and over and over I mean, that first quarter was horrendous. Jason Kidd ended with a lineup that was Luka Doncic, McKinley Wright, Davis Bertans, I think, Dwight Powell, and um, Theo Pinson, which is a war crime.
1: Yeah, the (laughs) the first half, I think, uh, you know, our buddy Nick uh, locked on Mavs. I think he responded, it was like, kid was playing his same like ro- like assuming like everyone like he was playing the same positions and the same spots like the same rotation like he wasn't increasing anyone's minutes in the first half he was just yep. like okay this is when reggie bullock comes in or this is when you know dorian comes in or whatever and the, but dorian's not here You're, that's Theo penson that's not dorian like why is he why is he in the game but that that only lasted in the first half and you can tell by the starters minutes totals that they kind of got away from that very quickly and what do you know the game kind of exploded after halftime well Uh, that third quarter though that's one of the craziest quarters i've ever seen
0: ever like national team i I had a a family friend guy who's like in his early 70s not a basketball guy at the game today sitting in the lower bowl and he texted me after the game and said holy shit what was that and i was like (laughs) I, i just i said i could i don't even know where to begin with you because it's such a they scored 51 points in the quarter went nine of 12 from three and really, the three—you know—traditional basketball enthusiasts will tell you you need to work inside out. The Mavericks work outside in.
1: <laughs> yes, they do. Uh, that's what like watching the this game. You know, because it's Christmas, so you're with family, you're with friend, or you you're talking with friends. Uh, you you know every you know that maybe don't watch the Mavs all the time. You're you're on Twitter with a bunch of people that are watching a Mavs game because it's the only basketball game on, so everyone is watching the Mavs whether they like it or not. And it's just very funny because so much in the first half was like, why, why does this team shoot so many threes when they don't make them? And I just kind of chuckled. Kinda, I'm like, uh, okay, like just, just wait, just you know, they're either gonna keep doing that and lose, or it's gonna change and they're gonna win. And it changed, yep. and it's like, that's the team, man. Like uh, it's just so funny. Like I've, ha- I had a really close friend. I watched the, well, one of the Warriors, uh, Mavs Western Conference Finals games with. And he maybe watched one Mavs game this year. He's not a huge basketball fan, but he's from you know he's from Dallas, and he you know he'll watch them when they're in the playoffs. And he's just like, why does this team shoot so many threes? Like, why don't they go inside? I'm like, no, like that's the team. They built a team of spot up shooters, so that's what they have to do. So sometimes it looks really bad, like the first half, and then sometimes it can look really, really, really good, which is the third quarter. Um, cool. But props to the Lakers for also just not playing that's whatsoever after half well I,
0: I mean you go look at their lineup and i, I oh, want to keep yeah. talking about the mavericks but russell westbrook was a negative 30 <laughs> yeah like his like his minutes were where the mavericks feasted because everybody else lebron
1: james is a plus two
0: yeah <laughs> <And> the, like shit's <laughs> incredible uh and so-
1: <laughs> here's a good stat um if you the Lakers in the first, second, and fourth quarters combined out the score of the Mavs by twenty-one points, and they lost by nine.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that well, I want to circle back to that fourth quarter again because that was just classic prevent offense from the Mavericks. But that third quarter, what was so interesting is this is where at halftime, you know, I, I saw Michael Wilbon, who is I I like you know historically important journalist for ESPN, just a really like bit of a relic at this point to be perfectly candid because he just doesn't watch basketball. I don't care what he says. He does not watch basketball. I've heard I've heard him say repeatedly on shows that Luka Doncic like does not make the Mavericks better. And that third that first half was so bad that the entire group of people in the ESPN halftime show was like Mavericks got to get Luka some help. Like, <laughs> what is going on? And it's just, you know, it's it's the same shit we talk about but from a national level from people who had really seen an extreme version of that. And then what I find so interesting is that that third quarter comes out, the Lakers keep doing the same thing. LeBron did – or I'm sorry, Luca did the same thing where he made the correct straightforward pass. There were no crazy passes until after they had blown back and taken the lead. It's just ball rotation, ball rotation, bucket. and. His ability to stick with the process, I think, is really, really respectable. Because you could tell he wanted to do more, but the Lakers just wouldn't let him. That was, <laughs> so, and and I wrote in the recap. I I, I don't know if you you have bothered no. to take a look at my recap, but I I said that that you know, doubling Luca is your best defensive strategy. I think by and large, but you're also essentially gambling against time, because right. give Luca a long enough rope. He's going to mess, like he's going to figure it out. In this case, I don't necessarily think he figured it out as much as we just saw the teammates like hitting Hitting wide, wide open (laughs) shots.
1: Right, exactly. So then that's the thing with doubling is teams are just playing especially for a team like the Lakers, who are bad, you know, they were 13-19 entering this game, no Anthony Davis, like they were gonna lose this game, uh in all, you know, by all accounts going into it. Like the you see the bad teams do this a lot where it's just like okay we're not going to win a straight up basketball game against y'all so we're just going to gamble that if we just double Luca we're going to gamble that y'all just have a twenty five percent from three shooting night and hope we win and and we we lose like that's kind of what some of these bad teams that don't that can't guard the Mavericks straight up or can't guard Luca straight up that's just kind of what they do
0: my buddy Dave DeFore (laughs) from the Athletic. Said this team absolutely has an 0 for 27 three-point night in them. Oh, <laughs> Reference yeah. referencing the Rockets in the Western Conference Finals several years ago. And I, I think it's the case. I mean, it, it the post-show is interesting that I, I did the, the Spotify Live where you had everybody was pretty just pleased his punch that they won, but then it's just you know, with the people that are hardcore enough to do this, I, I sort of think we're all watching the game in a similar way, which is not always like healthy for discourse because it means you get into an echo chamber, but you could tell there are still people like irritated where it's just like, what, like, why does it have to be this way? And the answer is it has to be this way because this is the way they've constructed the roster. And I The further we get away from the Western Conference Finals run, the further that I think the Mavericks really didn't understand that they had that, that third heat Jack Donaghy talks about in the third mm-hmm. Rock Finals, where Spencer Dinwiddie was the third heat. Jalen Brunson and Luka were the first two heats that made everything work together, and, and and Spencer added that extra oomph. And now they just don't really have that. I mean, it was it was really painful and wild to me that McKinley Wright, no disrespect, two-way player for the Dallas Mavericks, is playing significant minutes on Christmas Day. Part of that is injuries, but part of that is this team built. Because they need ball handlers. And he's he's not a bad ball handler.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's playing because Kemba can't play. I mean, and they signed a guy that doesn't have a good and knee. Poor Kemba. Like that's part yeah, I know. That's not I mean, Kemba. He's fault. already he's already yeah. done.
0: Like, yeah. I hope he's not done, but it's just not, it's like yeah. when you play a guy 42 minutes, I looked at his and I looked at his uh, net, uh, his Nick's box scores last year where he really started to go awry. And that was like it was after they played him like 40 minutes one night. And
1: he scored like 40 points and everyone was like, holy crap. And then, and it's then like, he just oh.
0: never, never had it again. And that – I really hope that's not the case with him. But, you know, with this game tonight, it was, you know, it's Reggie Bullock somehow still a negative eight despite four or seven from three. But – There was some easy makes, some good makes. You know, we've not talked about Christian Wood, who on the day that, you know, Adrian Ward-Janowski just flat out tweeting what, you know, Christian Wood's agent probably sent to him, um, that on the day that Christian Wood is eligible to sign a four-year contract extension worth $77 million, he scores 30 points, grabs eight rebounds, dishes a career-tying high seven assists, has four steals and two blocks. And, you know... I'm, it's Christmas. I'm gonna let them I'm gonna let them brag because that was a hell of a performance from Wood.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean the numbers with Luca and Wood are not going anywhere. Like they're they're still really good. Even the little rough patch where they lost three out of four. I mean they're like we are deep enough into the season now where those numbers are not fool's gold. I think um, yeah. maybe they might. You know, and when I say this, I'm talking regular season basketball. So I don't want anyone to be like. Luca and Wood could, could like rip through the playoffs. Like, I don't know about that yet. But I mean, in terms of just regular season basketball getting through a long, long NBA schedule, I mean, it's seemingly clear that those two can, can do some things together. And, and, and you know, maybe the defense isn't always consistent, but man, I mean, they're offensively, there's, they're, they're a perfect match really right now. Uh, maybe not perfect. That's probably too strong a word, but I'm just, Just saying, like, we can't ignore this anymore um, in terms of, like, how good Luca and Wood are. We we talked about it when Wood wasn't starting and playing, like, Mm -hmm. weird minutes. And and now he's finally starting, and it's still – they're still producing, so. It's just uh, –
0: you mm -hmm. can clearly tell it Chase kids' sensibilities. Not Wood, but the concept – because he wants to play a defense first basketball team, and they just never have had the horses this year, even if they had similar, you know, much of the same roster. So when they would pull wood at six minutes in the fourth and go to their kind of defensive lineup where you hope that Maxi can hit a three, and he just doesn't, and just doesn't, and and plus they're giving like they're just slowly sinking into quicksand, it's maddening that it took injuries to get to this
1: point. Right but i mean with pal healthy he's still starting so i don't they're not going back to it because they're not i mean maxi's done so. i'm glad
0: about that i'm well, not that maxi's done i'm glad right, that they're
1: right. not going so, back to it sorry sorry i added that maxi's done right when you were saying that about yeah. that i kind of set you up with a grenade but yeah, yeah. Uh, i just yeah that's how it's going to be and you know there's probably some people that are like oh yeah of course christian wood has a great game against the bad team without anthony davis and it's like look like the team was 15 and 16 like they're they, they just need to get win like it doesn't matter anymore like i 100 percent agree with that we're, pa- I, we're past the point of style points with this team right they just need to get they needed a convincing
0: and get win and if anything that fourth quarter is a little alarming because you build up a 20 point as 19 point lead heading heading into the fourth and within 10 minutes it was cut to or i'm sorry within 90 seconds it was cut to 10 points and the Mavericks responded, kept responding. You know, there's a lot of people in the post-game show who are, like, really irritated that that the starters piled up this many minutes. And I said, did you see how quickly they the Lakers scored? Yeah. Like, and they look at the bench. Ha-
1: like, you want more McKinley, right? You want more? No. This like, is,
0: like, what are you talking it's about? It's going to catch up to Dallas. Let's be clear. You know, Josh Green, whatever is going on with his elbow, feels, it, I'm it's disconcerting. Because they have said for f- six games now, however many he's missed, he's that he'll close. be back soon, yeah. and he's not. I, I don't well, know. I don't know. That's a little thing. But it's just these, these elements of this add up. And when you play these bad teams right now, even if they're playing 40 minutes a night, they just – they're getting – it's not like there's a lot of back-to-backs. And I'm sorry – like, Luca's young enough. It's Reggie could use the volume, as we've talked about. You know, Tim still looks good, but Tim is a really peak athlete. Like, he's 30. He's not, you know, the only one I'm actually worried about minutes totals is Spencer. But Spencer seemed to put in so much work in the offseason, you know, to get his his cardio up. He's looked good. Like, it, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm i kind of talking in circles at this point. It's just this is, this is sort of what, if the Mavericks are dead set on really making some sort of playoff push, then this is what's going to have to happen. Style points, like you said, are out the window.
1: Yeah. And especially like, again, the starters played a lot of minutes. Like, I mean, that's, that's the only guys they had. Like, they're missing, they're missing three of their top six players. Like, the starters are going to play a lot of minutes. I'm sorry. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I mean, I'm not trying to say like, hey, it's great to get outscored 40 to 30 in the fourth quarter when you have a big lead. Like, that's not ideal. But also, you still won by nine. Like, I just, you know, the big thing was they lost that game to Minnesota uh, and they go 15 and 16. And you're like, okay they have to be like they have to be a couple games over 500 through this next stretch you know Houston Los Angeles Knicks Houston San Antonio Houston like they have to take care of business in these games you do it however you can like it does it, it, like you said like it just doesn't matter anymore they just have to win these games cuz the alternative if they drop any of these games here like you're playing Boston you're playing New Orleans you're yep. playing the Clippers like you know this this is going to be Easily the softest part of their schedule all season, and they just, pretty much they yeah, have to get pretty much the teams. rest of the way Yeah, because
0: it's like you look at you know the fact that they haven't played the Kings at all. Yeah, and they're it, a
1: feisty team. I mean, for sure, good at this yeah.
0: point. And there's just they play Memphis three times in March when Memphis is going to be going for the kill because they want to be the number one seed. I mean, there's just there's no easy path ahead, and the Mavericks are gonna have to figure it out themselves. And I. You know the Luca discourse for me has kind of veered into weird territory where I feel like people are sort of reflexively you know I said he was really bad in the first half, and I'm really irritated about the free throws, but I thought he mostly just he gave what the Lakers defense or he took what the Lakers defense gave him, but I I don't know. You got to have somebody step up at some point. So when you see Tim play well again, and Tim did play well, and really, I I think Tim deserves extra credit for the fact that LeBron sort of put him. LeBron was very mean to him for Timmy (laughs) to somehow also have 26 points. Yeah, Um, for sure. Just just please, please his punch about that.
1: Um fun fact, uh the Lakers made six total field goals in the third quarter. Uh Tim Hardaway Jr also made six. Let's so, go. Like,
0: do we th- do we yeah. read into Frank Nillkin not playing?
1: Oh yeah, for sure, right? I mean What do we read
0: into other than the fact that he like we know he sucks? Like but what did those four t- horrendous turnovers in one quarter like open kids eyes? Like what Maybe what we but I,
1: it looks like th- <laughs> Did you see this? I'm I mean I'm looking at the box score now, but the box score is saying it wasn't coach's decision, it was left knee soreness. Is that now
0: it says left knee soreness. Earlier today it said coach's decision.
1: Oh, okay. So we'll okay. we'll have to I guess let's wait another game because I have to imagine they're still, you know, unless Josh Green, you know, unless some of these guys come back. I mean if Dorian and Green come back the next game, then he would be out of the rotation anyway. Right. But if those guys miss this next game and he still doesn't play and we don't really hear anything about injuries and like let's just maybe wait and see not but to I be wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised ahead. if he is out of the rotation after yeah. what we've seen the last couple of games but who knows well,
0: not to be mavs twitter but i did think it was a little weird that jaden hardy didn't get any playing time
1: i wonder if he was quote healthy unquote oh yeah I mean, yeah
0: back stuff is not something you fuck yeah. around with
1: yeah, I mean, he did play one minute. He did get into the game. So, yep. I mean, if he was healthy enough to to play in garbage time, you wonder well, why wasn't he healthy enough to play other spots. But I think, I mean, this goes back to what me and you were talking about. Jaden Hardy's not a point guard, and McKinley yep. Wright is. And I know, yep. like, Hardy is going to have – has the better long-term career outlook in the NBA. But, you know, Timmy and, and Reggie – and Spencer can soak up the off-ball, you know, kind of shooting guard spot. You know, they what they really need right now is a bat, is like someone that can run offense. And and Jaden, for as good as he is, he's more of just like a kind of combo guard, more two guard instead of like a pure point. So I know that's going to make Mass fans angry because um, it's going to be like, well, what does he have to do if McKinley Wright can just jump over him in the rotation so fast? I, I don't know, but I'm just saying that's probably why. Like, I think for Hardy to play it would take injuries to like Bullock and and Hardaway or didn't like, it would take those guys missing time as opposed to who's missing time right now. Like Kemba is yep. basically their backup point guard right now in a way. So, I mean, that's maybe the reason, but I mean, yeah, no one's gonna, Mavs fans aren't going to be happy about that. And I, and I kind of get it, you know, you want to see too. the guy play. I do too. Um, I don't know. That's probably probably about <laughs> all we need to talk
0: about this game. They play the Knicks on Tuesday, which is going to be, a, a moderate referendum game. So the next one on this long win streak. That's a total fucking facade. They were – teams were <laughs> shooting under 30% from three against them, including under 30% on wide open threes. Like, that's <laughs> not good coaching. That's luck. Like, there's an – three-point defense is still something analytics have a harder time with, but it's like, come on, come on. So I – I think that the Mavericks will just beat the shit out of the Knicks. I really, also, really do. Yeah. yeah. Also,
1: it looks like Brunson picked up an injury in that game oh, today against he? the Sixers. I think I saw our, our, our Knicks guy, uh, Fred Katz. Huh. Uh, that would be disappointing. Some, something like that. So we'll see.
0: Well, um, what about, so I'm going to, any, any, any Christmas stuff to write home about? Any, any good gifts you like?
1: <laughs> um, my my wife got me some awesome shoes. They're this brand, Wolf and Shepherd, which are, like, Gronk is the spokesman. Yeah, I know what those for. are. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Like, they're a nice, like, oh, these look nice, but they also are, like, kind of athletic. Like, you wouldn't work out in these shoes, but they're, like, really comfy and, like, stretchy and easy to fit, but they also look nice, so... uh that's probably standard because I'm really bad I don't buy myself clothes. I never yeah. do that. When you're so tall about, and have big feet, it's hard, it's you just don't have the motivation have, yeah. to go to a store and you be are, like, Oh, you, you don't have a,
0: my size. You are just outside, like you are maybe one to twos. Like like Josh is Josh cannot comfortably Josh is such a tall man that like I'm sure getting mm-hmm. on flights is hell for you. Yes, yeah, so um, I always buy exit rope. <laughs> <laughs> so I I I will say like the clothes thing for me is something that at like midway through the pandemic, I was like, I, I I'm home. I'm going to be comfortable. Right. So from, I bought everyone and like network, uh, you know, on Twitter, the ringer guy for formerly ringer guy now does a lot uh, x-ray. He does mostly like pop culture stuff. He used to be like a Knicks sports guy. Um, he was, he constantly like recommended this brand called Viori on his, on his, um, podcast. And I finally just like went to it and, I looked at it, I was like, okay, this is preposterously expensive athleisure gear. This is annoying. I'm not going to get this. Then my wife bought me a pair of shorts, just kind of happenstance. And then I like, since I spent so much money for other people at Christmas mm-hmm. buying Viore stuff, cause it's just, it's, it's like some of my favorite stuff. But then my wife got me the Mavericks warm up jacket. I for oh, yeah, years, stylish. well, not only that, this is a little thing. Now the, the materials Nike uses are sometimes really amazing. And then other times like makes me like pull my hair out. Well, the, several years ago, five, six years ago, they invent they came out with this like thing called like fly knit um, gear. It, I think is what it's called. Um, someone will correct me if not, but it's like, it's really breathable when it's warmer, but then also when it's cold, it's great against the wind. And I was mad. They weren't making a jacket this year because they made like, they make this fleecy stuff. And I'm like, we're in Texas. I don't need fleece when it's 45. I need fleece when it's 20. So it's like I was pissed because I I wear these things like all the time, and now mine my previous two seasons are so ragged. And then she <laughs> got me like the uh, I didn't realize she did this. She got me the um, city edition one that they have that they like wore today. It's got like the green like collar and then the Texas on the. It just looks it's it's fantastic. I'm it just so looks great, <laughs> so thrilled by it. And I'm not remotely like stylish enough to wear it, but I will like the city gear stuff. I just. They knocked it so far out of the fucking park after like two years of meh. It's just fantastic to see something like this. Like that court uniform combo today. How great is yeah. that?
1: Their whole jersey set this year, I think, is awesome oh, for the good. first time because those we statement jerseys are this. great.
0: Yeah. yeah, we never agree. Like our guy, Jordan, is probably our most critical like fashion guy. He didn't like the um, the dark navy and black one. as the, But even once those are on, I think they look great.
1: Oh, I love I love the statement with the, the yeah. white lettering. Like those are those are really clean. That's some um, good stuff. Yeah, really they good look good stuff. this year. And I know every, Matt's Twitter loves to make fun of the icon jerseys, like the 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 normal blue road uniforms that they like to wear because they their record when they wear them is awful. But <laughs> I I still like those. I mean, those are the jerseys they won the title in. So well, our uh, our
0: guy David went to the game today and bought the Dirk white, like like nineteen ninety nine. I. Those are great, love, too. I love those. Yeah, those and I great. get why they'll probably never go back to anything like that. But I just I, – I, I love it. It's, it's my favorite. But I mean, yeah. I never
1: thought Cuban would go to anything blue and green because I think he wanted to erase that era yep. of Mavericks basketball out of history. So the fact that they're doing what they're doing right now – That's a I'll good point. Like no, but it's
0: reclaiming the history. And that's what right. I think is particularly cool. But, yeah, and then my son – my son's at the age. He's six. He turned seven in March. But he's at the age between – getting like stuff to where i'm just like i miss pokemon entirely i'm a little too old for it <laughs> so when he gets all this pokemon stuff i don't know what the hell any of this stuff is i don't understand like i love playing video games i bought him yeah pokemon you did snap. just miss that I, I don't understand pokemon snap i'm like i tried to play it with him and i don't know enough about it and it's like then he ended up playing like one it was the previous pokemon game not the one that, that just came out but the one before i got it on sale for, for and he played that for like a couple hours today but it's It's like I play so many video games when I can. It's like when it's playing video games with a seven-year-old or six-year-old, extremely difficult is what I'll say because I have no (laughs) – like this will shock the crowd. I have very little patience. Um, (laughs) So it's hard to do. But yeah, and then uh, so tomorrow I, I plan to be spending most of my day with him building preposterously big Lego sets. Someone bought him the Infinity Gauntlet. Like the the damn eighteen, it's like like a Lego Although, Infinity Gauntlet that's like seven hundred pieces, and he's like, oh, yeah, that's not it. even
1: like that. That's like a collector's Lego set. That's not that's like, the like, kid like the toy kids. The person
0: who bought it for him, like, why are you doing this? Because he's gonna build it and then immediately take it apart, which like drives me nuts. Anyways, no All one right. cares about my Lego problems, but I <laughs> to, to talk about it, um, we'll be back Tuesday night. And I don't think I'm gonna work very much next week. So maybe I'll just uh putz around. We'll be on here. Um there's a number of things up on the site. You know, I didn't really ask anybody to write anything today, but we've got one, we got a couple of things coming about Dirk's jersey, or I'm not Jersey, uh statue thing. Um yeah, just just a nice little day on the side. I I liked my recap, even though I didn't write anything that was like, you know, mind-bending. So come mm-hmm. read that. Hang out. Uh leave us a rating if that's your thing. That sort of thing really helps us. Um, we're coming up uh, close to the end of the year, which doesn't really mean anything for basketball season, but doesn't mean I'm not looking forward to it all the same. You got anything before we get out of here?
1: Nah, I'm good. Hope everyone had a good,
0: safe holiday, and we'll we're gonna be back at it next week. Everybody, go watch Glass Onion. That's my recommendation <laughs> too. <laughs> yeah, I two and a half good. hours of indulgent chicanery that I really enjoyed. All right. all right, guys, we'll be back on Tuesday. Have a great rest of your three day weekend. I hope.